But that's, it's, it's like water. It's energy. Money is energy. And so when there's fear around it, you create a block. One thing that I've always known about myself, and again, I don't really know where I got it from, but I'm so grateful for it, is I, I have no fear energy around money. I really, really don't. And I, I follow a spiritual law of money and I'm, I, I spend, I'm a spender because you got to put it out there. Um, and I'm very generous, um, but I'm definitely not lack-minded when it comes to money. Welcome to the Joy of Being podcast, where we believe that true happiness is found in stripping down life's distractions and discovering how to live in the present. The journey to cultivating a present life is a constant pursuit influenced by how we choose to show up for ourselves in health, relationships, and careers. This space is dedicated to sharing our personal experiences and conversations with women whose stories inspire our journey. Hello, everyone. Brittany here. I am so excited to finally be putting out the fourth episode of the Joy of Being podcast. Very long overdue. So thank you for your patience to those of you who have been waiting and asking. Life sometimes happens and we're just going with the flow and doing this as we can. So we definitely appreciate the support and, of course, all of the anticipation regarding new episodes and things coming up. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking with Michelle Green, president and founder of 212 Direct. She's an entrepreneur who has built a multi-million dollar performance advertising agency through grit, innovation, and a dash of luck. Her willingness to take large calculated risks, her resiliency, and commitment to whole life balance are tantamount to her success. She's also a passionate yoga teacher and mom to two teenage boys. She's local to Arizona and Scottsdale, and I get to visit her quite often when I visit my own family there as well. So I am so excited to share all of her insight with you all. And without further ado, enjoy. Hi, Michelle. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Brittany. So I'm so excited. So uh, Michelle and I have been friends a short amount of time, but in that time, I feel like we've known each other a lifetime by this point. Many lifetimes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's super exciting because, or we just feel super connected because we have the same birthday. And so it was just serendipitous, really, and fate that we kind of met. Yeah. So it's been really good. So I'm super excited to have her on the podcast because I feel like her story and her mindset is super expansive for myself and I know a lot of other women and she has a super successful business. So I just want to jump into all things with her and provide some value and some information for everybody. Let's do it. Okay, so let's first start off by just getting to know you a little bit. What is your cultural upbringing, however you want to describe that? Um, so I was born and raised in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Um, it's, you know, Southwest and a melting pot of lots of different cultures. Um, uh, big family, eight kids in the family. Um, and yeah, I just, I mean, had li lived in an amazing place to grow up. It's a small town, but offered a lot. I stayed there and went to, um, New Mexico State and went to college there. Um, and then I moved to Arizona right after college and I've been there ever since. But, um, yeah, just a kind of a small town girl. Like, 
And always at heart, still small town girl. Yes, we all are. And I, how do you think that um, growing up that way kind of contributed to like your aspirations or even, I mean, being, what, number six of eight? Yes. And like, how do you number think, six of eight? Like, the experience of being like the baby in your family contribute to, you know, like how you like, had work ethic or how that? Um, well, I, yeah, I started working. Um, I mean, I had to, but I certainly wanted to. And I was super very motivated by frankly, making money. <laughs> I'm a capitalist. Um, but yeah, I started working, I mean, probably at 12, actually, like babysitting, like a lot of us. But um, my first job at Sonic Drive-In, 15, you know, and then I worked in restaurants all after that and um, just always had a couple jobs at a time and um, just motivated to be very independent and to take care of myself. And I, I don't really know where that came from. I mean, but I think definitely being in a large family and needing more resources. And um, I mean, being at the tail end too, I mean, we definitely were very, but it's such a good thing. We were definitely kind of had to be very independent, right? Like it wasn't necessarily like babied or pampered or spoiled. And um, yeah, just worked just since a young age and was, and it just kind of put a fire in me to stop always really taken care of myself and been proud of been being able to to do that and create abundance in a lot of different ways and strength through taking care of myself yeah knowing that I could always do it like always whatever whatever I did like I paid for my college and I the few moves that I made and the things that I did in transitions and jobs and changes um I never really had fear that I couldn't make things happen yeah, that's pretty awesome. I think coming from a small town because we're not really yeah. exposed to big opportunity. And, you know, I mean, obviously we all have dreams, but it's not really a reality coming from a small town. So it's kind of cool that you had that. But I think the independence piece is where we really relate to because we've always had to take care of ourselves. But I think when you do have to be independent and you're just, you know, one day after the next, one foot in front of the other, it's like you have no other choice. You just do it. And I think that yeah, it wasn't even like, that's a good point. It wasn't even like I really thought about it. I just did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what you wanted for yourself. And I think as you see more success, it kind of, that's your motivation. Yeah. And I'm super grateful for it. I'm so glad that I had that. If that's the reason I had that upbringing, because I've just always been, had that fire in me to to build and make things happen and make sure that I have security. And it's just, like, it's easy in the sense that I've never known any other way, I guess. Yeah. So speaking of, like, mindset and, like, you mentioned abundance mindset, where do you think that came from? Because you, I mean, you're a group with seven siblings, you know, in a small town. Like, where do you think that that abundance mindset? Because I think especially growing up in a small town, like we just mentioned, it's really hard to think that way. Yeah, it is. Um, so this is going to sound weird, but. Um, I think I'm quite a bit different than most of my siblings. And my brother very lovingly always called me the good witch, the good witch, because I've just always believed in energy and metaphysical things. And since a young age, I have no idea where it came from, but I just always have. And I've been passionate as I've gotten older and more understanding and educating myself on it, um, that it is the driving force for anything I bring into my life and especially when it's good you know if I'm I mean because we can reverse manifest too I've been into manifesting and we 
we bring everything in, good or, good or bad. And, you know, your your thought process, your mind, your, you know, and that feeds your emotions. And the emotions is the, like, what actually magnetizes what comes into your life. And I just, I don't know. I've just always known. I've just always known that yeah. that was important. And um, I didn't, uh, to truly answer your question, I've never had like an influence for that. It just, I just kind of was that way. Yeah, it's interesting. And maybe that's just intuition and being intuitive yeah. and knowing. But I mean, we'll get into more of how that has played out in the success of your life and your business. But how did that look? I'm just curious when you were younger, like knowing that and like feeling that energy and how has that kind of or how did that change as you got older? Um, I th- I mean, I think that's such a good question. I've never even thought about that. I always felt um, different, like a, a little different. Um, maybe because I believed in that stuff and, you know, I, there wasn't anybody that was like that I talked to about it. I just I just was very obsessed with learning about energy and when I got older it like the word manifestation I mean that obviously came later and when I was younger it was more just I don't know I guess a sense an intuition and a sense of knowing um yeah and I think maybe maybe like you said emotions like because to manifest you do have to be positive and I think in order to be positive emotionally and mentally maybe it's like more of like a mindset thing like you have to like lean into those like happier feelings. Yeah, it yeah. could have been actually that's a good point. It could have been sur- a survival technique sort of. Mm. Yeah. Through some of the trauma that I experienced and some of the I guess maybe a better word is some chaos in my life and it might have been just the way that I coped and moved through it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is actually really cool and I mean, really positive. I mean, we all have developed coping mechanisms, but to do it in that way, to make it work for you, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. 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 I'm glad we're, I'm blessed. I mean, to, to know what I know, I think to, to be in, I'm still learning, but to be in tune and aligned with knowing that that's what you need to make things better, to shift and to transform and all those things. It's, it is powerful. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And then how did that kind of change as you got into adulthood and like leaning more into, you know, manifestation and as it got more popular and you probably learned more about it and were able to. Yeah, it's such a it's such a word now. Right. It's like, like a buzzword. Um, yeah, I mean, well, maybe it's I not think, even manifestation. Maybe it's like, I don't know, I think for you, like it's and for me, too, but it's like alignment, you know, yeah, sign alignment with yourself. And maybe that's more of kind of what I want to talk about with you is just finding how to align with yourself because that's really where it's where manifesting starts right I think um for me like in my 20s and even in my 30s I was you know married and raising kids and in my 20s doing college and building career and building career in my 30s but a lot of it was still just kind of forging forward and and surviving um it wasn't really until I found yoga and I started practicing yoga quite a bit. And then I uh, did teacher training and started teaching. That was when alignment and more of seeing myself, I was forced to look at myself. Um, and it saved me, changed me. Um, and then it opened up more of really aligning myself and my business with like a, a, being aligned, but also how I bring stuff in 
and that it's i mean it, you can have it flow if you have the right mindset and you move through it that way and so yeah i don't think i i don't think i really thought that way when i was like i was working really really hard and i knew i wanted to be successful but it was more like a forced kind of drive and it wasn't probably it probably until about early 40s yeah. about 10 years ago yeah wow yeah because so you were just kind of naturally doing it but it wasn't it probably didn't really start to flow until you kind of I don't think I recognize it I mean I I I actually think of myself as a as a really good manifester so I think I was bringing things in and I was I was aware sort of but not really fully to consciously move through things and take a step back and go okay you got to think differently or I mean that that saying write shit down who said that Erica Badu yeah write shit down I mean literally that's so powerful words on paper um what you want and I just started doing stuff like that and was really just got more conscious about it yeah and I think too because you said you were working and then you obviously had kids and were married and were building a family so even in that I mean that's most people's lives it's hard to find that alignment with yourself because your energy is being pulled into all these other humans you know yes your new little human so how old were you you said 10 years ago so your boys were still pretty young whenever you kind of found yoga and yeah my uh they were when I started teaching I started teaching seven years ago so they were 10 and 10 and 12 yeah so yeah 10 and 12 independent enough for you yeah. to kind of yeah shift into finding yourself and yeah. aligning with yourself again yeah still pretty young but yeah en- enough where it was like to be able to have that extra because I'm you know running a business and working and we, I always worked full-time um but I had to add that in for myself and it made me better for them I know it did yeah absolutely um, so shifting into like your business and when you started, cause, I mean, I always say this to you, but you're such an, like, a niche industry and it still confuses me and baffles me when I hear you talk about it. But um, whenever you, I mean, is the industry, is there a good presence of women in your industry? There is. Okay. that's Yeah. Awesome. Let's talk about the women. Yes. I have a lot to say about it, like with a lot of pride. Um, are it could I it could be argued that it's male dominated dominated, but there are some really powerful women in our industry, very successful, very you know leading and um, you know maverick type like that have really created a lot of what our industry is, and it's it's direct response advertising. The names have shift and changed now. It's performance marketing, but anything you know with with a hard sell and an eight hundred number and. So I'm on the media side of it, and um, it is niche. It's very niche. Nobody really fully understands it. And I don't think I've met a single person in our industry that has that says they meant to get into it. It was all by accident. <laughs> but it's the most amazing. And the women, back to the women, um, w- so much support, even amongst competitors. It's remarkable how much we we help each other, which is unheard of. Yeah. And lift each other up, even as competitors. It's it's insane in the best way. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, I mean, what did you fall into this from like another job that was? No, it was my first job. I answered an ad in the newspaper and it was for a marketing company in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, it was a 
a man who had an infomercial on television. I didn't even know the word infomercial. I didn't, that word had never been introduced to me until that day that I went in for the interview. Um, and they took me in a room and turned on the TV. And I was like, oh, I know him because he was all over TV. Um, and I interviewed for a media assistant position. And that's how it started. It was my very first job out of college. Wow. Totally by accident. I was, I got a journalism degree and I was looking for journalism jobs, but I was like, I don't, I really want to make a little bit more money than that or a lot more because they don't pay very well. So yeah. And look, here at that point, was there a good amount of women in the industry? Um, yes, there was. Yes. And the women, and so in starting with, you know, in terms of the support and, and the empowerment, mm-hmm. my first, the woman that hired me, she was like, still one of my biggest supporters and has taught me so much obviously and she's such an amazing person and she did a lot in the industry and um yeah so I got to start with her and she was wonderful I'm actually my two bosses at she that was an in-house agency for a marketing company but I worked for another agency for another woman who's a total pioneer in our industry and I'm so grateful for her too yeah, that's super cool because I feel like when you're when you have that experience and you see other women as like an influence and it like can expand you to like I can do this too. Yeah, you really usually start working under men, which I guess you kind of did, but there was women that you could watch. Yeah, I mean the the uh, it was Don Lepree, and people may or may not know him. He, he, I mean he he was our boss. He was the the marketer. He was the head honcho. But yeah, I mean she. Sandy ran the media department and she was amazing. Yeah, she just made a lot happen in the course of her career and has been to this day still so, so, so supportive of me and wanted to help me like build my business. And I mean, with so many women, it's like I just it really it shouldn't blow my mind. It's, It's sad that I'm saying that, but I just I really with like warms my heart how much support we all have for each other yeah that's incredible i feel like that's really unheard of and i, I don't know i i say i said this in one of my last podcasts just about like female friendships but i think even with you just your ability to probably attract that like the whole energy thing that we were talking about too is just to be able to attract women and opportunities like that into your life and then build off of that even more so yeah really cool too um and then so that's how you started and then how did you make the switch like into your own agency because I feel like since then, I mean, you did the yoga and the, was the yoga prior to starting your own business or um, after? Uh, the yoga came after I started okay. my own. I mean, I think I was practicing um, prior to it, but getting more into it and teaching, I had already um, owned my own agency. But I, I'm trying to think of how it happened. My first business was actually with partners. Um, so that was kind of the first toe in the water. And um, I'm really glad it didn't work out. <laughs> and it was quick. It was 14 months. Um, and enough happened that I'm so grateful for um, that was upsetting and frustrating, but it lit a fire in me that I was like, because I, I didn't believe that I could do it myself originally. And then I was like, I had something to prove. So it was just such a blessing and I learned so much. But um, yeah, did that for 14 months, laid low because of some legal stuff. And then I started my own business um, a year after that. Okay. 
my own agency. Yeah. And then you were practicing. So do you feel like the the yoga and the alignment and all of that kind of when you started your business, do you feel like it all kind of just took off for you because of all of those things, because of where you were with yourself? And then I think so. Obviously, you had the experience and the experience with your yes. go at your business. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I feel I mean, and even in my earlier years, I I identified myself with my career. That was so, I mean, I, I was very strong at creating and um, that was kind of, I think maybe in some cases it was an escape sometimes for me. Um, so I, and I feel like where I presented masculine energy, it was in that. So I've always been pretty, pretty strong on that front. But when I started to teach is when I actually like, really changed and um, found my voice and started drawing boundaries. And I did already have my business, but it it changed my business too because right. I just saw things differently and I moved differently and I put up with less maybe and um, looked for more alignment with, you know, the people that I hired or chose to work with or whatever instead of being a little bit more in I've got something to prove survival mode it was it's became more intentional yeah for sure yeah. and do you only do you only have female employees only female right now yes I love that yeah I always love the all-female women-owned business yeah it's like we have to like look out for each other and I guess it's just like you can attribute that to how you grew in the business it's just women helping other women and you can now you're in a position where you can kind of facilitate that too yeah I think it's great and I love that we should all support each other, but especially when you when you know that there's enough for everybody. Like we're competitors sometimes when we're helping each other, but it's like it's that knowing that there's enough to go around, and it will it comes back to you, right? And I yeah. love that. And I, this we, we mentioned this in our last podcast too, and it's like that no competition and that mindset of. And I love that you said it again because it's again it's that same reminder that you can attract women into your life and people into your life if you're of that same mindset and there's enough for everybody there's enough for us all we don't have to compete we can support each other and right when i when we talked about friendships that was one of the things was just like that comp that innate competition between women or the supposed competition when it doesn't have to be that way yeah i think especially in in most industries you know it's just better if women can work together and support each other because typically we always get the short end of it anyways so we might as well help each other out and build each other up Unfortunately, it's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been, I think, incredibly lucky to be in an industry in an industry where that was the case. I mean, I remember even my a boss that I had at one of my agencies, like her getting phone calls from competitive agencies, just handing her like saying, "I'm going to send this piece of business to you." Like, I'm just like what is going on here? You know, that's when I first started seeing it. I'm like, wow, you know, and she was so generous and helpful with other women. And yeah, I just, I got introduced to it and it and immersed in it very early in my career. And, and yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. And it's good to watch. Yeah. And that's cool that, that the whole industry is like that too, because I don't know, usually there's, there's always, I don't know, some kind of experience or yeah. someone. So it's really nice. And I wouldn't say the whole industry is like that, but there's, there's, it leans on. In fact, I'm on a committee right now for um, an industry organization that's um, a women-led um, group. And we're, you know, 
one of the initiatives is to mentor some of the younger women in the industry, like in a more formal way. And yeah, it's, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Cool because like I said, like, I don't, I mean, I, I still am confused by what you do, but <laughs> so, I mean, like you said, it falls in your lap. And so if you can have programs and people who want to pour back into the industry and continue to do that through powerful women who have paved the way yeah one of those yeah i think and and the and the men are great too i mean i think one of the reasons like i it the work itself isn't always exciting because it's, it's advertising it's not the creative side of advertising it's media and negotiating media buys we're on you know that end of it and um but it's the people it's full of wonderful people that have stayed around for a really long time. And like, there's just a lot of love there. Like people really love the, it's the people. Well, and it sounds like from what, I mean, from when I've heard you working, it's, it's so relational related. Like you have to have relationships with everybody. You do. So, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense that everybody has to get along and support each other and work together. Yeah, that's true. To get it done. Yeah. To it's true. It's super relationship driven and there's still, you know, there are people that don't cooperate as much and, but yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I'm trying to think in terms of your business, was there, I don't know, I guess like looking back in hindsight, is there like advice or like things you would have, like things that you can, like if other women might even want to get into media buying or whatever it is, but like just building a business because you started how old were you when you started your business like your 30s uh yes so my own agency by myself i was 37 okay yeah yeah 37 38 yeah so a little yeah. bit later but i mean for any age it's like i feel like starting a business and is such a scary Thing and intimidating thing for most people so like in hindsight do you think that there's tips or mindset or belief systems or anything that have helped you find all the success that you have um that's such a good question because a lot of the time i was winging it right right which is happening. yeah um which is perfect too you just learn um some I I was on a panel recently and I've got asked this question. So it's like probably my biggest piece of advice. It's kind of to myself because it's a new thing for me. But um, finding cultural alignment with your partners, clients, employees, anybody that you're working with, because if you're not somewhat culturally aligned and on some level of thinking alike or doing things the same way or whatever that looks like to you, it's not going to work. Right. And you're forcing and I don't really want to force anymore. So it's just in the last year since I turned 50, um, it's been a big thing for me. And I've, I even let go of some clients. I never was always scared to do that. I have a small agency and I'm, you know, kind of said, I said yes all the time. You know, I, I got this, I got this. Um, so yeah, just, I mean, so intentional with, and then you do that and the right ones come to you anyways. So I have this amazing group of longtime clients who are wonderful, who I feel very aligned with and have quite frankly friendships with most of them. Um, and my team is wonderful. We're like family. And yeah, I mean, I have some amazing partners that that I work with and share pieces of business on. And um, 
yeah, I think that came later in life, like just being more aware of that and in my personal life too. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard because, you know, when you are starting your business, you you do want the business. Like you want yeah. clients, you, you know, you're going to take what you can get and then you kind of fall into the routine or whatever. And of course, making money is the goal and finding success. And then you kind of sit back and you're, you re- reprioritize and think about if it actually feels good yeah. to be, you know, working with a certain client or person or absolutely employee. And it's, we all, we do things out of obligation a lot of the time. It's like you said, you're a yes person. But if you can, I mean, it took you a long time to figure that out, to find that, like those boundaries with yourself and with other people. So, I mean, I think that yeah. that's a good tip in business in general is, you know, finding that alignment with yourself and who you want to work with and then creating those. And I'll tell you what, it feels so good to say no. <laughs> to finally, you know, I mean, I've I've evolved and grown and, you know, and expanded enough resource wise and financially where of course it makes it easier but it was a mindset shift for me and um yeah and I'm doing it in my personal life too it's it's boundaries and no assholes <laughs> that's what I call it the no asshole rule <laughs> love that. yes yes yeah so let's switch over to like more of the mindset like you just said like expansion and resources and abundance because I feel like since I've met you, which wasn't that long ago, I have felt so expanded by like just your energy and like your belief system and how you are, because I feel like you you give off good energy in general. But I feel like you can tell that you're just not like very worried. Like you always say, like it's it's in flow, like everything flows, you know, money flows or it's energy. And I think I want you to like expand a little bit more on like all of those belief systems and how those have like served you in life and even in business. So one thing that I've always known about myself, and again, I don't really know where I got it from, but I'm so grateful for it, is I I have no fear energy around money. I really, really don't. And I I follow a spiritual law of money and I'm I I spend, I'm a spender, because you gotta put it out there. Um and I'm very generous. Um, but that's, it's, it's like water. It's energy. Money is energy. And so when there's fear around it, you create a block, right? And I, I, again, I don't know why I've always operated this way, but I don't have a lot of fear around it. I mean, certainly I've had to be scrappy and I've, you know, I really had to work hard and pay for things. And, you know, of course there's responsibility, right? It's not like, I'm not making it sound that easy, but not trying to make it sound that easy, but, um, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, I just don't have that mindset of like lack, miserly lack, lack. I'm definitely not lack minded in when it comes to money. Um, and I, I mean, certainly working on trying not to be with anything else. Right. Um, yeah. So it just, it has evolved for sure. And it's more refined now in my awareness of it. Um, but, yeah, I've just, it's something I've kind of always had with me. So I, I know it's, it's an area of my life that has always flown and I'm really lucky for it. Yeah, for sure. Cause I feel like, you know, stresses of life or whatever, like there's always, everybody has that fear or that worry. And maybe, I don't know, would you say it was the way that you grew up or like, how was? Absolutely not. Okay. I was going to say, because that's, usually where we learn it like, you know if yeah how you're taught you know like I was the language in my household was like money doesn't grow on trees but that 
actually shapes the way that you look at money later on in life and could actually inhibit you from creating the flow. Right. So if you're not aware of those things or, um, yeah, if you don't take the time to think about how money was presented to you when you're younger and how that has formed your belief systems. But no, I mean, I, my mom was a single mom and, you know, we didn't, we, the resources were not abundant necessarily. And, um, no, I, I honestly, I can't tell you how, yeah. or, you know, I mean, of course, there are times in my life I'd be like, oh, sh- shit, I got to pay tuition. How am I going to do it? And I'd stress, but then I'd always do it. Right. So I just have a very keen awareness at this stage of my life that um, it's always going to flow for me because it's just my my mindset about it. Yeah, it's just always going to work out. Maybe that's like a survival thing also or like a coping thing. It could be. Maybe that's why. I feel like I have been that way too. Like it's, you do stress, but it's to a certain extent. And maybe that's like a spiritual or whatever you want to call it. If you believe in God or universe or whatever, like it's the universe has me. God got me. It's going to work out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't, I'm still going to figure it out. Well, and I, yes, that's how I feel. I feel like, um, I mean, I'm super blessed and protected and, and I, you know, I look up, I, I, I'm grateful and think about it. Like my, you know, and anytime something bad happens, I'm, I've been able, as I've gotten older to immediately go to what's the gift in it and what's the lesson and what did I get from this versus the victim mindset. I think that that's huge. I think totally. And if you want, if you're taking it to business or any area of life, if you want to, if you, can let go of any victim mind- mindset, no matter what you go through, you will be so much more successful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's okay to feel those feelings for a minute, but at the same time, it's it's not really conducive to moving forward or figuring it out or being no. resourceful or anything. It's because, not. No. Yeah, it's, you're, it's not going to work out. Like You're going to continue to stay stuck where you are. Well, I want to say this. Um, I'm really big into manifestation and that energy and talking about it and learning more about it and sharing what I know about it. Um, gratitude is what it starts with because that creates inner abundance. And so anything you want to bring in, it's, it's, it starts with gratitude. So if you, even in the tough stuff, if you can be grateful for it and see the lessons and the gifts, then it just, you know, right. can do anything. Because it, I don't, and maybe this is me being weird like you, but <laughs> I know I'm weirdo. I've totally always been that way too. Like it's always going to work out. Like it's it's working for me, not against me. Like it may not be the situation that I want, or it may be hard or sad or whatever. But even in, and it's easy to say in hindsight when you look back at things, it it worked out the way that it was. But now that I have so much perspective in the way that my life has unfolded, it just gives me even more assurance that it really does always work out for you. You just have to have that mindset that it really does that. Yeah, you're going to you're going to be fine. And it's yeah. great. And next best next best best thing, universe. The universe really does have your back. Always. I believe it. Yeah. But it's that it's that mindset shift. And, and that's why I say we're weirdos because, or maybe we're weirdos because we are more grateful than not or half or glass half full or however you want to yeah. put it. I really yeah. have. I mean, I'm not, you know, certainly I've I fall into victim mindset here and there but i get myself out of out of it quickly i'm just grateful that i have the awareness of it right because well it's like an emotion you know it's whatever the emotion you're feeling and i think that's the hard part is 
being aware of your emotions. Yes. You know, because when you're sad, you're sad. Or when you're mad, you're mad or whatever it is, you're anxious. But it's feeling into those feelings and then having the awareness to pull yourself out of it. Because I do, do think it's important to feel it, but you can't stay stuck. No. Yeah. I mean, that's a well, fear. And they well, I'm going to get even weirder on the scale of emotional and by vibrations. That's one of the, the fear and victim and all that is like some of the lowest you can have. So it's really hard to create anything. Yes. When you're in that low vibrations. Yeah. And that goes for, you know, other people too, or the people that you're around, or like you said, like people that you work with or clients, anything like that. Yeah. That those low vibrations and being aware of that and knowing when to remove them. Yeah. Because it does, it does rub off on you. Oh, it does. I mean, the understanding that we are all connected and affecting each other because we really are. And so other people's energy and and I'm really sensitive to that. Um, so I think it tends to affect me even more. It's just it's important for me to keep mine clean yeah, as much as I can protect myself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Okay. I want to shift and talk a little bit more about your relationships with women outside of work, uh, just like friendships and how you've cultivated that, you know, in adulthood and how that's looked for you, you know, even from a young age and then how you have managed prioritizing friendship, creating friendship in adulthood. And, you know, we talk so much about the women in our lives and how important it is to have good friendships on this podcast. So I wanted to ask you about how that has looked in your life. That's kind of a yoga thing, too, because I I think that that's like why like teaching came into my life because I was like, I'm like, I basically asked God, like, I, I, can I please, can I find my tribe? Because I've always had issues, like struggles with women and like very misunderstood. I feel like I've always been very misunderstood, right? Yeah. Um, and that came, fell more into relationships with women. We didn't talk about this. Yes. Yeah. And so I just was like, I, I like prayed to find my tribe. And, you know, it's obviously I have women in my life that didn't come from that, that I are, you know, so wonderful for me or whatever. And then older friendships too. But um, it kind of opened it up for me. I mean, just having all these beautiful women in my life and it, I found it. Yeah. Just through that. But I think that's, the teaching wasn't really about the teaching. It was about the community that it brought me. Yeah, that makes sense. And too, as you probably went through your training in the community and became more aligned with all of it, you'd see, you open yourself up to that. Yeah. And then you start, you start to find your people. Yeah. It starts to flow. Yeah. And then they start coming in from everywhere, you know, all, all areas. But yeah, there was a big shift for me there. Because I've always felt just like a weirdo, I guess. I am a weirdo. We are the weirdos of the Zodiac, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, Aquarians. <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, everybody's a little weirdo. It's like finding your weirdo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of interesting and kind of cool that you were still able to do that later on in life. Because, you know, like usually you find your close friends and you stick to what you know. and. That's it. But for you, you didn't ha have your tribe. And so, and you know, seeking that and finding that 
and opening yourself up even at 40 or at, yeah, early 40s. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think one one thing that, that just popped in my head about um, like the way I've moved through relationships with women, I always preferred prior, I would have rather hang out with men. And I felt more comfortable and wanted to have conversations with men. And, and I hadn't, you know, I've always had a fair amount of male friends, but I sort of preferred that. But that's changed because I've, I've opened myself up and found the right people, the right women. So, yeah. And you, yeah, you are probably more secure in yourself too and sure of yourself and probably had an idea of the type of women and people and energy that you wanted in your life. And I think when you know those things, you can seek those things and ask for those. Yeah. I like, I set intentions about it and I prayed for it. And, um, it's funny too, because I think that like immediately when I saw, when I saw it happen and I knew that I had created it, um, it's was all these women that I was meeting that really appreciated my authenticity and um and weirdness or whatever it is like they saw me and i'm like i'm not used to women seeing me like i i i really struggled i throughout you know my whole life until 40 something so it was great yeah which is cool because once you feel seen then you open up even more yes and then you allow people to see you even more and that's really cool and and i don't think that always has to be an age thing but it's cool that you were able to find it later on in life after yeah. you know like being intentional and allowing yourself to be open because that's part of it. Yeah. Was, do you feel like when you found yoga and you saw teaching, do you feel like that was um, kind of uncomfortable for you to do that? To teach? Yeah. Um, I didn't think I was going to teach when I went through teacher training. Um, and then I, towards the end, I decided I wanted to, but it was more that like I kind of like a challenge <laughs> and I kind of just I'm like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So it was more like that. But I got thrown like about three weeks before I graduated from teacher training. Um, the guy that I was training under just came up to me in class and said, get up, you're teaching. And I don't say no because <laughs> it's an opportunity and I mean, even that was probably a mess and not that good. You know, I obviously wasn't that good, but um, I immediately got the bug. And he's like, OK, you're teaching a full class next week. And then, I mean, from there, I just it's 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 I don't know. I'm so I'm someone else when I'm doing it, I think, but in a good way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, you're great. And I love that you just said that it it was opportunity. Because most people, when they're unsure of themselves or not ready, you know, they don't look at it as an opportunity. But something that I heard recently on another podcast is, I mean, that would that's a that's a vulnerable moment for you. But and invulnerability brings growth, and without vulnerability, you can't grow. Yeah, so it was an opportunity for you to grow, but you had to see it that way. Yeah, I was so grateful for it because I, you know, scary, and I could have easily said no. And he obviously knew that you could do it. He knew I could. Yes. Yeah. He was my biggest like push of you know get out there and do it you're doing it um but yeah i mean i i love it so much and i think that i as i've um grown as a teacher i i i feel myself like channel now like it's it's really i'm like i'm not me in a way like it's it's which is it's so amazing it's just 
Yeah. I kind of wanted to ask you about also because I, I mean, obviously I've taken your classes and I mean, I know you and not that I think you're totally different, but it is a different side of you. So like through yoga and teaching yoga, like what do you like hope to give like the people that you teach and like what does it do for you in those moments also yeah that's such a good question thank you um i it's a a complete gift to get to go in there and do that and i teach a set sequence so i think i was telling you this the other day it's it's sort of like a performance because it's hot yoga we have heat and humidity and we've got our playlist and the lights and all the things you know oh you're opening the doors and it's like it's the time you got to be spot on with the timing and um, there's the dialogue and whatever. So it feels sort of like a performance, but it's not. I mean, we are we are truly guiding them through this amazing process that yoga is. And it's it's a it's a great physical workout, but really it's more about the clarity that you're getting. You're taking yourself on. You I mean, I arguably you change when you start practicing yoga. It's it reveals layers, it peels back the layers, it um brings up things that you have to deal with and it just ah, it's life-changing and so to get to be a part of that with other people and feel like I'm a little bit of a part of their you know release their release and their their journey and their shift and their change is it it feels amazing yeah just yeah one part of their day yeah and you're so good at it and I feel like you're really intentional with even the songs that you choose and the things that you say, it's like, it, that, like when you said it, it's like a show, it is, but it's like you don't see it that way when you're in it because no, it's just flowing the way no, it's supposed it, to flow. I just remember when, um, when, uh, Sumit, who I trained under, he, you know, he, he said that and I was like, I didn't want to hear that in teacher training, but it really is true. It's just in terms of the technicality of, of what we do in teaching a set sequence, but what we are delivering as a product. I mean, first of all, I think there's nothing like the practice that that we teach and that I practice. Um, it's my favorite. But um, yoga, period. I mean, it just any any style of yoga, you know, that you're 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 going to reveal yourself, and that's a, that's what we all want. I mean, what well, you may not know you want it, right? You may not think you want it, right? But you want it. And sometimes I feel like I can't get as big of a release or I can't go as deep as as deep as I want to or whatever it is that day if I'm not guided very well by my teacher you know so I right. think it like it matters the show matters or you know the intention behind it the songs the dialogue all of it matters it does you do need somebody guiding you it does do that experience. and I don't plan I mean again it's a set sequence so so there's there's it the order and everything and it's the same it's a recipe and there's a dialogue and, you know, we all say it a little bit differently, but that's, but what I infuse in the in-between, um, it's not planned for me. So it's, I mean, it's very authentic. It's very real. And yeah. um, it feels really good if I, you know, somebody says that what you said, sometimes I don't remember that I said it, but if what really helped them or shifted them or I'll get a message, it's like, I mean, there's, it feels amazing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I've—I mean, I felt that just with some of the music. Um, I think we told you the last time. We're like, what was that song that you played? It was so beautiful. And I mean, I've gotten emotional in your classes, and it is—it's such a release. It's so so good. So I think, I mean, yoga is amazing, but I think being an intentional, really good teacher is like the secret sauce. Yeah. Too. 
I, oh my gosh, I just, I'm, I feel so blessed that I get to do it. And that, and that I have a, a job and a situation that allows me, you know, to, to be able to, cause it, it makes me better at that. It makes me better as a friend and a mom and all the things that I am in my life. But, um, I'm very blessed to get to have the time to balance it all. Cause it's super important to me. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, you've done, yeah, you've created like a super beautiful situation for yourself and I love watching. Yeah. I'm lucky. Yeah. Well, good. Oh, this is so good. I think we'll wrap it up okay. now, but I mean, thank you for sharing. And I think you're just like a beautiful example of balance in your life. And, you know, through yoga and having a successful business, like you do it all and you stay aligned and balanced and, you know, keep your head on straight for the most part Yeah, through all of that. And so sometimes crazy, but yes, like we all are. So I'm just so expanded by you and everything that you are and that you do. And so I hope that this is expansive. And I feel exactly the same, which is why I'm doing this. I'm <laughs> like in awe of you oh you're so out so, i'm so happy to be here doing this i'm so excited and happy well we always end the podcast with asking a question um this is the joy of being podcast so i'm going to ask you where do you find your joy i find my joy and just sitting and being and with my people like my favorite people and com- just conversation i mean just you know love and like connection and trying to really understand them and um yeah I mean I have an amazing group of friends in my life right now and they are so good to me and they're they're everything to me I mean of course I find joy in being a mom that's my number one but I mean whatever it is it's that it's connecting and 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 yoga taught yoga really taught me that I mean I you know be a better listener be more aware be more open less judgmental right these are all the things still working on it but um yeah when i when i feel really really present and i can be really present that's probably that's the joy i love it thank you so much this thank is so you. well until next time bye bye